0: Gemara Erobin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, ma'aseh Daf Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. David Meyer from Sydney, Australia. In honor of his parents, Samuel and Rochelle Meyer. And, uh, he leaves a message thanking them for everything that I provided for him. And they should have many more years of health, happiness, success, and blessing together. Amen. Today's DAP is being studied by Acham Baruch, ben and Avraham ben Esther. Hashem, Amen. We are starting on Chav Amud Bet, and we are... Six lines from the bottom, starting from the word gufa. And the Gemara now is going to discuss different foods that can be used in making the Aruv. And it's going to discuss how much, how much is the minimum amount of that food that is considered significant that the Aruv is going to be kasher. So the Gemara comes along and says, Gufa, we learnt above, Amaraviyuddha, Amar Keshut vechaziz me'arvin bahim. We learned early in the name of Rav that keshut hops, the haziz is that unripened wheat me'arvin bahim. You can use them for the ayruv. U'mbarechim alehem boreh pri and their blessing is going to be on both the hops and the haziz, boreh pri So the Gemara says keshut bechama. How much hops do you need in order to? Have a viable aruf. So Kadama, Rabbi Kimlo Hayad. Just like Rabbi Chayyel said in a different place, a handful. Haka Namer, Kimlo Hayad, a handful. So the Gemara says, Haziz bechama. How much Haziz is considered kasher for the aruf? Amar Aba Bertuvia, Bariyetz Haka Marav, Kimlo. The size of a bundle of the farmers, which means the farmers would bundle the Haziz into certain standard size bundles. So one bundle of the farmers is considered the shi'ud, significant for an iruv. Amar says, it is permissible to make an eruv with a certain type of herb that is called kalya. So the Gemara says, Do you think we're talking about uh, kalya? It can't be because it is hard like a, like a tree. It's not the edible kalya. So what does the Gemara mean that it's permissible? You can't even eat it. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, green Of the Kalyah, which was edible. So the Gemara says, How much greens of the kalya are good for the Ayruf? A handful. Gemara continues, Rabbi Yirmiya once went out to the villages to check his wheat. When he was going out there, Ba'u, they asked a question to him, meaning the villagers asked a question to Rabbi Yirmiya, Ma'u le'arev b'fulin l'achin? Is it permissible to make an Ayruv with moist fool? Now the fool we learned is a a bean, which means they specifically asked on fool that was not cooked. Now they knew that raw fool, regular fool, would not be allowed to be used for an Ayruv because since it's not cooked, it's not edible. So they were saying, but what about the moist fool, which is a little soft, and even though it's raw, it's edible, can you use it for the Ayruv? So says, "Lo he didn't have it in his hands, I meaning he did not know the answer. but when he came to the B'et Midrash, Amrullah, <laughs> Haqi Clearly said it's permissible to make the Aruv with Fulin Nahin. much? And that's what Avihiel said. A handful. And the Gemara continues, Hain. It is permissible to make an Aruv with raw beets. We have a contradiction. haya raw beets, katil can kill a healthy man. Which means if a, health, if a person's healthy eats raw beets, he could die from it. So how could you tell me it's kasher for the idol? Gavra says, bashil," which means uh, that which we said that is a Beat that is dangerous, that's talking about where it's partially cooked, meaning it's mevushal ksat. However, uh, when the or when we learned earlier that you can use teradin, uh, so that was talking about a regular beet that is not cooked at all. So the partially cooked beet is worse. Bashil beno Bashil, dangerous. Raw, it is permissible to use it for the ayruv. Comes again and says, different version. Ikad Amri, another version, but with the same conclusion. Amarav said, In hayin. You cannot make an ayruv with raw beets. Amarav Chizda, Khosad said, Silka haya. Uh, raw beets, katil haya, can kill a healthy man. The What do you mean we see people that eat raw beets and nothing happens to them? Which means, that which we said uh, that it's dangerous, is talking about bashil velo mean bashi. it's not totally cooked. However, if it is raw, it is okay and can be used for the Aruv. Amar Hazda uh, Tafshil Shil Teradeen, a Tafshil, a, uh, a dish of Teradeen, of Beets, Yafeh Lalev, Beets are good for the heart, Betov La'inaim, and it's good for the eyes, Bekot Shekeen Libne Be'ayim, and for them also it's good for the intestines. Amar Ha'beyeh, Beyeh says, Behu Deyativ That's talking only where it sits in the pot, on the fire, meaning it cooks so much where it starts to bubble, and the beets make the noise as it's uh, bubbling, then already it is uh, healthy. We had this in Gemara, comes the Oshabat. comes Gemara and says, now they're going to discuss the subject of apples and eruv. Amar Rabbah, one day Rabbah was in a happy mood. So Gimara says, he said, Hareni ke ben Azai tiberia. Which means today I am like Ben Azai in the marketplace of Tiberias. Now Ben Azai was very, very sharp and he was able to answer any questions. He says, Today I feel like Ben Azai in the marketplace, meaning uh, ask me any question. <laughs> so one of the rabbis said to him that Tapuhim bechama. That's fine. Answer any question. How, what's the minimum amount of apples that can be used for to make the Airoof? Amarleh. So he tells him back, Ravah. Which means he goes now the other way. Uh, in, in order to sharpen the one that was asking the question he says, what do you mean, who told you you can even use an eruv with apples, he knew you can use uh, uh, an eruv. he wanted now to you know, draw out the uh, the proof from the uh, person that was uh, asking in any event, the says the um, law what do you mean, you're questioning if you could use apples for an Atenan we learned in the mishnah all foodstuff mitstarfin lefsol Which means we have a deen that if a person eats a certain amount of tamay foods, so he becomes pasul, and therefore he's not allowed to eat tirumah. Which means just touching foods that are tamay, does not render a person tameh. Ochlin adam. However, ochlin adam and therefore, if he eats a certain shi'ud of food that is tamer, he becomes pasu from eating now teruma. So the question is, does it have to be one food? Gemara says no. All different foods can mitzaref to the shi'ud of tumad. And if he eats it, he will be invalid for uh, teruma. Lifsot uh, to give Give is the person that eats it. And what's the shi'ud? Bahatsi paris. Which means the shi'ur of the food is Hatsi Paris, which means let's say according to one chita uh achilat paris let's say would be four bitsim. So hatsi paris would be two bitsim. That's the shi'ud of food that if a person ingests them and it tameh it can render him in balance for Tirumah. Now the Gemara says Ubmazon shte seodot le'ayruf. Furthermore, all foods are able to join and combine to the minimum shi'ud of two se'udot that are the minimum amount for an ayruv. Which means now we learn that the minimum amount for the ayruv that you set up before Shabbat has to be at least enough for two meals. So you don't have to have one food. You could take different type of foods so long as they combine to the shi'ud of two se'udot. It is okay. Now, the Gebra says, letameh <laughs> tumat And... All foods combined to the shi'ud of a kabeza, to mitameh other foods. Which means foods that are tame have the ability to mitameh other foods. Only if the foods that are tame are the shi'ud of a kabeza. So the hadush of this uh, statement is we're learning three things. Number one. The ingesting food that's tame to process somebody from teruma, all foods can be mitaref to the shiur of Hatsi The anyany all foods can combine to the shiur of shte se'odot. The to at ochel, ochel To The shiur is a kabeza. All foods can be mitaref to that shiur. So the Gemara saying, so the on now is going to uh, uh, analyze. Uh, well obviously, what's the, uh, the, the the question over here? Gemara says. That you see all foods are saref for the shiur of Ayruf. Uh, apples obviously are are uh, foods. So the Gemara says, Veha Mighty yufta. Gemara says, What's the question? Well you're asking me a question from this uh, uh actually it's a uh, Mishnah. You're asking me a question from this Mishnah? That's Masma, apples are good. What's your proof? Mishum Kola Ochlin. Maybe because you're going to answer the question from the fact that it says, all foods, and since apples are considered foods, and it must be viable for the iruv, we learned already a shitab of Rabbi Hanan on yesterday's staff, that said that you cannot learn from a rule. There are always exceptions to the rule, even where the Mishnah gives you the exceptions, which means even where it says chutz, there could be more exceptions. And therefore, when it says kola ha or for the of maybe it means all foods, not including apples. Which is just because it says kol, you can't learn from klalim. There's always exceptions. So for some reason, maybe, apples maybe, are not included. So if that's your proof, that's no proof, I can reject that proof. So the Kabbalah says, Ela, Okay, the question on the Bible will be from here. Which means from the fact that the Mishnah put two dinim back to back to each other. It put the din of Eruf next to the din of Tumat ochlin. Now we know for the din of Tumat ochlin, meaning for food to become Tameh, and then Tamer. Other foods, any food is uh, is 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 is, uh, is uh, possible to become ochlim, and therefore, just like any food is possible to have tumat ochlim, so too any food is viable for eruv. It's from the fact that the Mishnah juxtaposed these two dinim together, so we're going to say just like tumat ochlim, everything is good. So too for eruv, everything is good. And we know that apples are definitely subject to the law of tumat ochlim. from the fact that the Mishnah put back to back the din of tumat ochlim next to eruv must be good for eruv also. So Rabah, how can be challenging the din of tapuim So the Gemara says. So the Gemara says fine. tapuim are. Good for the Aruv. Vekama. How many tapuchim? How many apples? Uh, good for the aloof. Amar Bekav. Which means you have to leave at least a kav of tapuchim. That's the normal amount that a person would eat uh, in two se'odot. Kav is four lugin comes, the Gemara continues, we have a question from a Brayta, we're discussing now a Brayta that talks about giving out your Ma'asir Ani, in the third and sixth year of the Shemitah, you had to give a 10% uh, uh, tax that specifically went to the poor people, that was called Ma'asir Ani, so now the discussion is <coughs> what is the minimum amount you can give each Ani, which is if you have a lot of Anim converge on your field, So you have to give them a certain uh, amount. And if you cannot give all the ani'im this certain amount, then already you're not supposed to give them. You're supposed to give them a certain minimum (laughs) shi'ur, it's mechubad. So the Quran says, one said, the person that's giving out his ma'asir ani'i, and there's a lot of ani'im over there, he should not give them less than ukhla. Tablin If you're giving out spices You should not give them Less than an eighth of a log That's an oklara She says Eighth of a log Of spices Vilitra <inaudible> yarak. If you're giving them out Vegetables or greens Not less than a log Worth of um, uh, Vegetables Egozin <inaudible> If you're giving them walnuts Minimum ten V'hamisha <inaudible> Afarsikin is a Peach Not less than five peaches Ushne <inaudible> Two pomegranates the etrog ehad And one, etrog amar Gursak Bar-Dare And Gursak Bar-Dare said Meshemeh Rav bar shegubli So the statement was made Ve'ken le'eruv That this law applies also to eruv Meaning that's the minimum size of an eruv now what does this got to do with apples? So the Gemara says, Which means apples should have the same deen as an afarsik, a peach. Just like you're telling me. The shoot of an afarsik is five. So therefore the shoot of an apple also should be five. Where did you get a kav? Which is much more. So comes the Gemara and says, "Hani حَشِيْهِ meaning peaches are considered ma'akhal hashuv. They're a significant, they're a, they're a significant uh, food. And therefore, in two sa'udat, it's customary, let's say a person will eat, let's say, five uh, peaches. However, since the apples are not so hashuv, and therefore in a seuda he will eat much more. It seems that people eat less. Peaches, they're significant already in a less year. We cannot compare the deen of peaches to apples. Comes again and says, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef comes along and says, Share le mare. God should forgive, Rabbi Menasheh Bar Shegubli. This Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Menasheh Bar Shegubli, he was the one that said, on this Brayta, that Rab said, le ne'ayruf. Meaning, when the b'raithah talked about ma'asir ani, the minimum you can give to each ani, after uh, the statement was made, the rab minashia bar Shigubla came along and said, and the rab said on this b'raithah, same thing applies to an iruv. So Rabbi Yosef comes along and says, God should forgive him because he misquoted me. I told him this law that Rav said v'khin ne'iruv, but he misquoted it, it shouldn't have been said on this b'raithah. When I told Rav Nasheh v'khen it was on a mishnah that was somewhere else. So he says, God should forgive him for misquoting Rav's statement and putting it on the wrong mishnah. And Rav Yosef continues, Ana amritani haleh Amatit. I told the Rabbi v'khen ne'ayruv on a mishnah Vehu amara abaraita and he put the statement on a blaita. So where, where was the mishnah? The because we have a mishnah in pe'ah. Which means, let's say you have an ani, a poor man that's coming to the granary in order to collect his ma'asir ani. So what's the minimum shi'ur you give him in his entitlement? So it says, kav You can't give him uh, less than half a kav of wheat. kav se'urin. And a calf of barley. They bimi iromer, kav He said, no, oh, you can even give him a half a calf of barley. And Talakama continues. The When you're giving out kusmin which is spelt, so you give him a calf and a half. The grogrot, that's dried figs, you give him minimally the shoot of a kav. Or or the weight. This is a measure in weight, mane, a weight of a devela. That's referring to the dried dates. Again, you give him uh, that shiur, a mane of a So when it comes to the dried dates, you give him the shiur of a. Pras, which is half a mana. V'chatsi log, yayin, when it comes to wine, the shoot is half a log. Rabbi Akiva Omer, rivi'it. Minimum shoot to give him is a rivi'it. Urbi'it, shemin, and also when it comes to oil, minimum shoot is a rivi'it. Which is like uh, three ounces. Rabbi Akiva Omer, sheminit. Rabbi Akiva, when it comes to oil, even an eighth of a log is significant. Ushar kolaperot and regarding all other fruits, Amar so Ab Basha'ul Abasha Utod Kedeshiyim Mezon give an interesting shita. He said when it comes to all other fruits, the amount of fruit that if you sell them, you'll be able to get the money to buy two serudot. So that is considered a significant shi'ur for an ani. When you give the ani. Fruit for the mahasira. And If you give him that way, he can redeem it for two That is significant. Now, Rav on this Mishnah, Rav said So therefore, Rabbi Yosef was angry. He said, why did he quote the statement LeRav on the Brayta? on the Brayta? I didn't tell them on the Brayta above. I told him on this Mishnah. So the Gemara says, what's the difference? Umay ulmeh Dehai Meach. Bottom line, it was said in the same context. Both the Mishnah and the Braita are referring to the minimum amount to give the Ani. So therefore, he's saying, these measurements apply to Aruv. I mean, why is Rav Yosef getting all upset if uh, the Rabbi Rabbi <laughs> put his statement on the Braita as opposed to the Mishnah? I and mean, why is he uh, so upset? It was just... Uh, this, 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 the subject is the same so you want to says <laughs> maybe because you're going to say in the, the writer, it discussed giving the poor man Tavlin Tavlin is spices and then if that means Rab made a statement ayruv, that means you could use spices for an Ayruv if that's what Rabbi Yosef was upset about, bishum the tavlin and we know that tavlin really people don't eat, and therefore Rabbi Yosef was saying it's not raui for achila, milo ketani the If you look in the Mishnah, it also discusses giving the poor man wheat and barley. Could you eat wheat and barley? No, you have to process it. So just like the mishnah, the discussed things that are not edible. So obviously when the statement v'khen l'ayruv was made, it was not referred to everything that was said in the mishnah or the braytah. Just like in the braytah, it couldn't have been referring to tebalim because you can't use tevalim for an ayruv because people don't eat spices. So too in the mishnah it said, wheat and barley. So when it says, You think it's referring to wheat and barley? You have to say that when it says, It's only referring to the items that are edible immediately. So we're back to the question of Yosef, Why you bothered that he made the statement on the uh, breita? It's the same context. So the Gemara says, Because it says in the Mishnah, That when you give the poor man wine, What's the minum she to give him? He said, Hatsi log, half a log. The Amar Rav, and Rav said in a different place, Me'arbin He also said that when it comes to the Aruv, the minimum amount of wine for Aruv is two ribi'yot. Now, two ribi'yot is actually a half a log. So the same amount that you give the Ani, it's the same amount that is viable for Ayruv. After already, Rab said you need such a big shoe. That's considered a lot of wine for the Ayruv. Which means, normally we would not think you would need so much wine for the Ayruv and therefore it makes more sense when Rab made his statement aruv, he said it in a place where there is indeed a Hidush. Which statement gives us the biggest Hidush? The Mishnah. Because when the Mishnah tells us that the minimum Shi'ur for giving the Ani wine is Shatzilog, sh- sh- it makes sense that Rab said over there, oh, the Hidush. But she's even though that's a lot of wine, but you know what? That is the minimum shiur for the Aydouf. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef was saying, why did you put his statement on the Braita? You're not going to learn the haidush of Rav, the gabir the shiur of Yayim. All the other things, that's not so much Hidush. Five of these, ten of those. Those so, are normal shiurim. Rav must have made his statement in a case where it, it said a Hidush. What's the Hadush? And the Mishnah talks about the shoot of wine. When it says, Hatsi log ya'in Rav came along and said, You know what? That's the same uh, plenty shiur that's going to apply by Eruv. So that's why Rav Yosef said, God should forgive the rabbi for not saying Rav's statement where it belonged. Amar Mor, we learned in a mishnah, Right? We said that you're allowed to take all different type of foods and they could they could join for the minimum shi'ud of two su'udot for aroof. Sabar of Yosef, and him adi'ika su'udah mehay, us'udah mehay. It originally thought to say that when you're joining foods together, you have to have minimally one su'udah from one food and one su'udah from another food. But minimally you have to have at least one soda of one species. The Gemara says, Amarabah, says, no. says no. Even if you have a third or a quarter uh, or half of different foods that are mixed together, it is permissible. Comes the Gemara and goes back. Gufa, we learned above Amarav, Me'arbin Bi When it comes to the Airovra's taught aswad that the minimum she would is two di ayot which we said is Hefalog, which is basically let's say uh, six to seven ounces of wine. comes and says, uh, What do you need uh, so much uh, wine for? The shi'ud of yayin according to the shimon, is the amount that it, you need to eat a meal with it, meaning in the olden days when they used to eat, they used to dip their bread in wine. So the shi'ud is how much wine would you use as a dip for two seodot, which is significantly less than shtbot. Mm-hmm. So that when you get stebot? We thought the shoot is the amount that you take the dip in two seodot. Homet, when it comes to vinegar, kede le tabelbo. Again, the shoe that it would take to dip your bread in two seodot worth of vinegar. Zetim Bisali when it comes to olives and onions, kede le echholbahim, which means the amount that a person would eat. With bread, two meals, you don't eat the onions alone, but you eat it with the bread. How much onions and on olives that you would eat in two dot of bread? But basically the question is, how did you tell me that it's a shoot of wine? Ishtede Hey, we're telling me it's much less. It's just the amount that it takes to dip your bread into two saudot. Kemara says, hatam mibashla. Over there, where it's talking about dipping your bread into it's talking about cooked wine, which means in the cooked wine, it was common to dip your bread into it, and therefore even a less shiur. But Rav was talking about wine that was not mevushal, that normally was only uh, used for drinking, and therefore the shiur is more significant. Comes to Gemara and says, Amar Mor, Homets, You told me what? When it comes to the uh, vinegar, the shiur is the amount that you could dip your bread into the they were actually Basar, in the olden days they used to dip their meat into the vinegar. The roasted meat they used to dip into the vinegar. So that's the shiun. Amarav Gidal, Amarav, Amarav Gidal, said, mezon odot shel yarak. He learned that it's talking about where all you're eating in the meal is vegetables. Which means when you're eating the uh, vegetables uh, alone, so then that already that's the shi'ud of how much you're going to dip. some say, There's no. It's you're dipping the uh, vinegar in Yarak and vegetables in the shi'ur of a suda that you're also eating with bread. Is according to the first version, you're just eating vegetables. So therefore, it's obviously more, because you eat more vegetables. According to the second version, no, it's the amount of vegetables that you eat in a seudah bread. So therefore, obviously it's less, because you're eating bread with it, so you're not going to eat as much vegetables. So therefore, it's going to fluctuate the amount of vinegar. If it's vegetables alone, obviously you're eating more, so therefore it's more hummus. If you're eating hummus with uh, uh, the bread, then already obviously you're eating less. So therefore, the she'ud of hummus is going to be less. So That's the second statement. Yara' seudot. The amount of vegetables that are eaten in two saudot with bread. More. We have a statement. When it comes to olives and uh, onions, the amount that you would eat in two saudot. Are you allowed to use onions for the One time, uh, uh, Rabbi Meir was for Shabbat, he was in the city called Adriska. And a person came in front of Rabbi Meir and told him, Rabbi, I made an Iruv out of onions in order that I can go from my house to the city of Tiv'in. Which means, Ardiska was in the middle between where this guy lived and Tiv'in. So therefore, he would not be able to walk from his house all the way to Tiferim, because it would be more than two thousand amot. So what did he do before Shabbat? He went to Ardiska and he put his eruv over there. So therefore, he has two thousand amot from Ardiska to get to Tiferim. So now he comes to the rabbi on Shabbat. Listen, I made an eruv out of onions on Sh- uh, Shabbat in order for me to get to Tiferim. Kasher or not? So you know the rabbi says, o shivo, He said, that's it, you're stuck. You cannot walk more than four amot out of your area. Because the law is, once a person, uh, he makes his ayruv, he walked to a place where he wasn't allowed to walk, which means even to uh, Ardiskiah, already would be normally uh, out of his ayruv. So therefore, the fact that he got there and he walked to a place where he wasn't allowed to walk on Shemak, because his ayruv was not viable, he told us, you cannot move. You have to stay in this vicinity. So what do you see from over here? His ayruf of onions was not considered a uh, legal uh, ayruf. It comes together and says, Lakasha. No question. Which means, when did it be mean to say it's no good? When you're eating the leaves of the onion. They are dangerous. However, the imahot is the mother, literally, literally the, the bulbs, when you're eating the onions themselves, that is okay. Khan's Gamaran shows us the difference between the leaves of the onion and the onions themselves. There Tanya, we have a braita, achal batsal V'hishkim umit. If a person ate onions and woke up the next day and died, en umrim mimamit. We don't get shocked. We don't question why he died. It's obvious. He died because of the onions. The Amar Shemuel and Shemuel taught Lo <laughs> Bealim. That's what he taught. How he ate the leaves of the onion Avad BeImahot. But if he ate the bulbs va Ba and even eating the leaves Namer Lo Ela. They were only said De Lo Absil Zirta which means where they did not grow the shi'ud of a zeret. What's the shi'ud of a zeret? That's the uh, distance between a person's uh, uh, thumb and his finger. This is a zeret, which means make the distance between a thumb and the, uh, and the index. So that's, uh, that's the shi'ud. In any event, if they did not grow that size, so then, sorry, I go down the zeret, it's here. It's here. From, the, from the thumb, I go back to the pinky. Mm. Extend them like that, that would be the shoot If they didn't grow that shoot, then they're dangerous But if they grew, the let of a Then even the leaves are not dangerous They're only dangerous I'm sorry, uh, yeah, the only dangerous in a case where a person did not drink Beer with them But if you drink beer with them Let land by It seems the beer neutralizes The negative effect of the Alim Tanud da Lo adam batzad Person should not eat onions because of the literally the snake that is in it. As she explains it is not referring to an actual snake. This is referring to the poison that is found in the onions. And that's like the juice of the onions is poisonous. <laughs> he ate half an onion and therefore he ingested half a measure's worth of poison. Shebo, that was in it. The he got sick. The natalamut, and Hashem was going to die. Who be The haya, and his friends prayed for him that he shouldn't die, and he lived. Because the generation needed him, and therefore uh, they uh, they prayed. Now, that it, that explains that if the generation didn't need him, well, they wouldn't have prayed for him. So as the hakarim were angry at him. Because once the rabbis said, don't eat onions because they're dangerous, so he put himself in sakana. Uh, so the rabbis uh, were upset. He went against the, the statement of the hakarim. So therefore they prayed for him anyway because still they uh, needed him. When it comes to Shechar, which is beer, you can use it for the Eruv. And we said that if you have a mikveh that needs 40 seah of water, but it's missing 3 log of water, and you throw in 3 log of Shechar to complete it to the shiur of 40 seah, it is Poseil the mikveh. Why? Because Shechar has a deen of water. And therefore, the law is that three log of mayim sheuvin, drawn water, has the ability to possess a megveh. It has to fall in naturally. This was poured in. That's considered sheuvin. It's drawn. Therefore, three lugin of shechar can poseil a megveh. kana, Ravkana, kana It's the question. Peshita, that's obvious. Why should shechar be any different than metzeva? Meaning colored water. Because we learned in the Mishnah Rabbi be Omer, metzeva poslin it a if you have three log of colored water, it is posel the mikveh. So shekhar is the same thing. Shekhar is like colored water. Beer is like colored water. So why do I need a separate hasush to tell me that shekhar is posel the be Isn't it the same like Metseva? amre they said, hatam mayad mikri. Thereby colored water, it's called Me'tseva. It's called Mayim. Therefore, the deen is that three log of Mayim is possible. So therefore, I would say for sure Me'tseva. Ha'acha shichra ikri. Here it's not called ma'im; it's called Shekharah. So therefore I might have thought that maybe since it's not called ma'im, it's not Posil de Kamash Ma'alan, that even though it's not called ma'im, it has a Deen of ma'im because that's what it is, and therefore it is Posil de me'arvi. Now the question is how much Shekhar do you need to set aside to make a valid Eruv? Sabar, Rab-Acha, Bered, Yosef, Kamed, Yosef, Lememar, so... Uh, Rab Yosef, Rabah ben Rab Yosef, the son of Rab Yosef, sat in front of Rabbi Yosef. He thought to say, "Betren Revei Shechra with two Rebiyot of Shechra." Rashi on the fourth line, "Tren Revei Shechra, Tren Lugin," meaning two log. And Rashi tells us, De log Rava Hakav, because one log." is a quarter of a kav, meaning there are four lugin in the kav. So therefore when he says, Tren de two quarters, meaning two quarters of a kav, which would mean two log. That was the opinion. And where did he get this opinion? Where did he get that you used two log? <coughs> he brings a proof from a Mishnah in Masekh at Shabbat. What's the order to be hayav hotza'a by yayin on Shabbat? Which means we learned that Every food has a certain shi'ur that you're going to be liable if you carry it out on Shabbat. It has to be a shi'ur chashuv. So the Gemara says, what's the shi'ur of yayin? Kedem mezigat So it's the shi'ur that you put into a cup of wine before you dilute it. In the olden days, they used to dilute their wines. So There's a shi'ur of live wine... That is put into the cup and then you dilute it. Ve'tani ala k'dem mizigot kosh And the Gemara says not a regular course but kosh What is kosh she says, um, that would be like the, a course of a uh, a mitzvah. For example, we learned a hatuna, a wedding, or another type of course that they use for mitzvot. My kosh What is kosh Koshel beracha. Like we said, koshel beracha. Comes Gemara says, "Amara Nahman, Nachman, Amara Babbara Abu Koshel Beraka." What is the Shiru of Koshel Beraka? Sadik Shiebo Rova Rivait. You need to have a roba of Rivait. What is roba Rivait? That she says Rova Log, a quarter of a log. So you see how the Gemara says a quarter of a log, Rova Rivait. A double rivi'it, meaning mm-hmm. you have a rivi'it of a kav, which, which a is a log, and then a rivi'it of that, which would be rova log, which is called a... A, rivi'it. a rivi'it. So that's the shi'ud of yain, a rivi'it, which is about three ounces of wine would be the significant shi'ud. Now why is that the significant shi'ud? Kedeshim zegenu. In order that you'll dilute it, the Ya'amud al Rivi'it, and it'll become a Rivi'it of a Kav, which is a log. Meaning, if you take a quarter of a log and you dilute it with three parts, so now it becomes a full log, which is a Rivi'it of a Kav. Like Rabbah said regarding the law of dilution, Da'amar Rabbah, Hamrah. Every wine, al that you don't dilute it, three parts water to one part wine, it's not considered good wine. Which means the proper dilution to have is three to one, which will bring you to a full log, which is a revi'it hakaf. Now, we continue the proof, and at the end of that Mishnah it says in Masikha Chabbat, and all other beverages meaning besides wine, Barbiit. So the shirut is going to be a full rivi'it, meaning one complete log, rivi'it takav. and for that matter, water that you use waste water, meaning water that you throw out that you don't drink, or that you use to make, let's say, cement, that you pour into the cement mixture, barbi'it. Okay, also the shi'ur is a rivi'at. So let's analyze it ourselves. The shi'ur of Sha'ar al-Mashkin, for example, Sheikhar, the Shabbat, is four times greater than the Shi'ur of Yayin. Yayin is a Rova Riv'it, and the Shi'ud of Sheikhar is a times log. Rivia'ita log. A, uh, which is a log. So you see, a log is four times greater than the log, obviously. So the shoot of Shechar for carrying on Shabbat is four times greater than the shoot of Yayin. So it comes again when I make that point. Just like over there in Yan Shabbat carrying the shi'ur, the ratio of yayin to shachar is 4 to 1, I meaning the shi'ur is 4 times more to be significant to carry on Shabbat. Hachaname Al-Had Arba. So we thought to say here also, it should be the same thing. Whatever the shi'ur of yayin is going to be, so therefore it should be twice that. Now, what was the shi'ur of yayin? So let's read Rashi now. she says, Umidahatam, actually let's read hachanameh, Gabi'iruv, Ba'inan Arba, so Ba'iruv we're also going to need four times the shirut of yayin. Rav and we learned, Rav's statement above, Me'arvin Bishte Rivi'it Yayin, we learned above that you use two quarters, meaning two quarters of a kav of wine, which is, which is, uh, which is two quarters of a kaab, <laughs> which is Too two log. Half a log, half a log. Again, the shi'ud according <inaudible> to that was by two revi'it. Exactly, which <inaudible> two revi'its <inaudible> of a log, which is half a log. Mm. So therefore, if you're going to say four times, that was four times half a log. So that's why Yosef's son thought to say that the shi'ur for Shekhar is going to be two which is four times the amount of the shi'ur of? Yain. Just like we saw by Shabbat, it's a four to one ratio. So we thought by Ahiruv, it's also a four to one ratio. So by Yain, Rav taught us what? The is half a log. so four times that by Shekhar should be four log, two lug, two Tulug. So the Gemara says, Velahi. Not so. Not a good comparison. Why? <laughs> the Shabbat, the shi'ur is measured and judged by what's considered a significant amount. If it's considered shiur hashuv significant, then you're going to be hayav. So therefore, when it comes to carrying beer on Shabbat, so he said the shiur is going to be a uh, a log, which is going to be a significant shiur, which is four times the amount of let's say wine. Aval but by eruv, no, you don't need that much. Because what's the character of eruv? How much is the guy gonna drink? Which means it has to be for let's say let's say two seudot. the shi'ud of two seudot. So the Gemara says the avi because people are accustomed the kasa be safra they'll drink a cup in the morning ve kasa be fanya and they'll drink a cup in the afternoon ve some ala avayu and they'll rely on that meaning they'll drink a reviyahit in the morning and reviyahit in the afternoon. So therefore two reviyayot could be significant. Just like it's significant for wine, it'll also be significant for shechah. You don't have to exaggerate the shirud of shechah four to one because the rule of Shabbat is different. Like a then it is by Eruv. how much does a guy drink? A guy drinks very in the morning, very the afternoon. So that's the shiud of shechah. That's shayach four two seudot. So Comes the says temarim bekama. A person that is making Eruv with dates. What is the shi'ur? Amar of Yosef, temarim, bekav. The shi'ur of temarim is a kav. Amar of Yosef, mena amin alayhi. Harman of the shi'ur is a kav of temarim. If a person ate dried up figs of tirumah, which means a person is obviously not allowed to have uh, tirumah unless he is a go Okay. Now let's say a person comes along and he had dried uh, uh, figs of and he ate it bishogeg. He ate it by mistake. temarim. And he came along now, and he uh, paid back, instead of paying back in uh, figs, he paid back in dates. Tavo ala beracha. He should be blessed. What do you mean he paid back? So we're talking about azar. That's the Israel that ate t'rumah bishogeg. He has to pay back uh, the kohen, because he took food out, doesn't belong to him. So therefore, uh, that's called Tashlume tiruma That's a Kappara for his sin of eating the tiruma So therefore, if he ate one type of fruit, he ate Teinim, the Gemara says he can pay back Temarot. And the Gemara says when he pays back the dates, Tavo Alav b-raka. He should be blessed. <laughs> what exactly is the case? Ilema. If we're talking about over here, that he paid back uh, the amount of dates, which means money worth, if he ate $5 worth of figs, so he paid him back $5 worth of dates, if that's the case we're talking about, he ate a zoo's worth, and he paid back a zoo's, why should he be blessed? The guy didn't do anything uh, substantial. He's obligated. He ate a zoo's worth, he gave back a zoo's worth. He ate a zoo's of te'inim, he paid back his ooze of Temarin. temarin. That's not a look, that's nothing. So Gibraltar says, Bizuza achal, bizzoza kamishadin. He ate his zoos and he paid back his ooz. Lefi mida. which means, must be we're talking about over here, they're giving him back, not the value, but he's giving him back the, the measurement, the volume, exactly. de He ate, let's say, a measure of grogot that's worth a zuz. V'kamishalem de girivad de tmarim de arba'a. And he paid back the same volume of timarim that's worth four times. Viktani, and what does it say? Tabu'ala viracha. Implied that what? Timarim are worth more than alma timarim adifa. For me, you see that dates obviously are more expensive than dried figs. Now, once you're telling me that you told me the shi'ud of Grogrot for N'iluv is a kav, Right? Because we learned, the Rav told us above that the shoot for dry dates is a kab. So therefore, for sure, when it comes to kav temarim, certainly it should be good. Because temarim even more expensive than, than that. So again, when the Gebelah asked again, temarim how much? So you might say, temarim be kav. What's the proof? The proof is from the fact that we say that when a guy pays back to Kohen, with temarim when he ate teenim and the Gebaran says, Tabu ala must be the more <coughs> expensive. So therefore, if you can get away with a cav of teenim for Eruv, because a cav of temarim, which is more hashoof, will be significant. Amar <laughs> abaye. So abayeh tells of Yosef, le'olam, I can tell you, no, I can tell you really, dates are more expensive and more than... Temarim. You have no proof of that statement over there. And I can tell you, And I can tell you, He ate a zoo's of figs, And he's paying back to Kohen a zoo's worth of dates. Oh, so then what are we giving the guy a berakhah? That he paid back exactly the same amount. You know what? Which means the, there's not so many uh, buyers when it comes to figs. However, there's a lot of buyers when it comes to date. Value is the same. So therefore, you gave the Kohen an item that is, is more... Uh, He gave him, yeah, You gave them, uh, the, the queen an item that is more uh, syllable, uh, so to speak. So therefore, technically uh, you gave him a little, uh, You gave him a little extra So again, when the Gemara says like this Abayya came along and said I can tell you that really Girogroth are more hashuf. I Meaning dates are really, uh, figs are really more hashuv than dates. So what's the tabo ala That even though you gave him an item that is less expensive, but it's more uh, in demand, exactly. So therefore that's the tobatana'ah that the guy gave the kohen. Comes on says, shnita, regarding Shtita, which we said is made out of the flower of the... Uh, of the Tebu'a, and it's also with uh, honey, it's made out of dry roasted flour and honey. So the shi'ur for Eruv is two uh, spoonfuls. When it comes to uh, grains that are roasted, the shi'ur is de two measurements that are called Buna, that are in pukbedita. Amar my nurse told me, he I mean, was, was raised by a nurse, Hane Kisane, these dry roasted flour, me'alu leliba. they are good, these dry roasted kernels, are good for the heart, mahshafta and they take away a person's, Worries. The Amara Baya. But also said, "Amrani aim My uh, nurse told me, A man. eat the Khorshadil My person has heart trouble. Let him bring meat of the uh, the right thigh uh, of a ram. And he should also bring the excrement of the uh, cattle." that they uh, had in the month of Nissan, the ra'ita, and if he does not have that excrement,, let him bring uh, branches of an araba tree of a willow tree, and burn the excrement or the willow trees until you make coals out of them, and then take the meat and cook them over these coals the And eat them, and then drink uh, wine that was mazu, meaning diluted wine, and that will strengthen a person's heart.